Mr. Soul Engineer back again with another podcast with another episode. If you're new here, welcome. Be sure to like and subscribe. If you're old here, welcome back. Welcome to the fourth episode. I'm here with my friend Masimba and we're here to engineer some thoughts and to get the show on the road. Yeah man, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad that we are on our fourth episode which is kind of a sign of consistency. I guess to some extent. Yeah. So yeah, I'm lucky proud. <laughs> I am lucky proud of myself. You know, like I think I consider myself like if I was to rate myself, I'd say I'm the best procrastinator I've ever known. So <laughs> world record holder and all that. Yeah, even if it's not procrastination, things matters of consistency. I rank low on the consistency table. <laughs> Is it? But, yeah <laughs> a lot of my things i end up with a schedule but yeah but then i can relate <laughs> i can yeah, relate I like it's sometimes there are just certain days when you're like it's not it mate yeah it's just not it you don't feel like actually yeah. starting your day or completing any certain tasks so yeah, yeah. it's usually on sundays and it's yeah it's usually on a weekend where you know you're all yeah. relaxed and you don't really feel like being productive <laughs> but i guess this oh. whole podcast thing is a step in the right direction people are actually watching thank you for those that have been watching and sharing our content those that found it engaging and you know people who actually caught something inspiring out of it yeah or something helpful something that actually changed the way you do things yeah. or the way you look at things so yeah you guys are all yeah, appreciated yeah. i've been receiving a request to include some russian subtitles uh, from my friends inside so uh, yeah the people who actually want to watch and want to hear what what, what is going that's yeah, actually, that's actually really cool eh <laughs> very yeah you should you should tenorize those subtitles so that some of us also learn russian by by, by subtitles <laughs> so that i, I can impress so. my friends and give them the impression <laughs> that I, I i have a certain amount of knowledge on rusky <laughs> i guess so so yeah let's start what do we yeah. what do we have today um today you requested that we speak about mental health and you know living abroad as a student specifically and how it has affected mm-hmm. us in yeah. our lives and yeah. the people around us the people we care about and all these different things and i think yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's it's something that we can delve into and something that a lot of the people watching might be able to relate to even though yeah. you might not be studying abroad but there are certain things that maybe you can take into account that um have happened in your life and certain things that have happened that have given you a different perspective on life and they've taken you to yeah. the next stage definitely definitely so let's let me start with you yeah what do you think the mental state of kids in university is right now let me not say right now but like in general let's try and omit covid 
because mm -hmm. of it's an anomaly but yeah let's just say current times in general of course there have been yeah. like factors added with covid you know mm -hmm. the added stress yeah we'll talk about doing COVID the whole later. thing online but then yeah looking at it from a general point of view of course there's always going to be those first few weeks where you mm -hmm. get into campus especially if yes. you if, if 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 you traveled alone and you know you don't have any friends that you moved in with for me personally i was lucky that i i came to uct with my older sister she decided to actually oh. take a, a leave for like a week so that she could be with me during the whole orientation thing and yeah. stuff. so yeah shout out to her it was a better experience because of that shout out but you see yeah. that uh, a lot of the times that you you be alone you know in a whole new different place different culture different setting and then you kind of have this yeah. pressure to try and adjust but then it's not always really easy because you know it's it's a different culture they're completely different people um some of these guys they probably came as friends from high school they already know each other but since like you're studying abroad you're probably alone and it's kind of yeah. difficult to assimilate and to get yourself into those friendship groups or to a new culture new people oh, yeah and yeah. despite even if the culture might be similar to the one you have back home sometimes just meeting new people sometimes it can be quite a trauma traumatizing experience because you know you might not be yeah. an yeah. extrovert you might not be a people a person a people's person mm -hmm. who easily communicates with people a person who can easily strike yeah. a conversation so you know sometimes that I can think, really mess with people yeah I think also sometimes even if you are a people's person even if you are an extrovert mm -hmm. sometimes those people are not your people just generally and gel with them you find it hard to go in to kind of understand their way of life you find it hard to do what they do it's just it's just uh, uh yeah, because <laughs> you, you, it's, it's, it's like people who might have like completely different backgrounds compared to yours. So maybe mm -hmm. you don't necessarily, you know, laugh at the same jokes. You don't really enjoy yeah. popular conversations. So it can be really hard. Mm -hmm. It can be really hard. I think I read somewhere where they said like on average, 70%, um, 70 to 78% of all students who who have gone through the first year have suffered from at least mild depression you know because of the whole trying to assimilate yeah, into a culture because the univer university campus on its own it's like a world a different world in itself you get and then you're just kind of thrown in there most of the times and then you kind of have to find your own feet and you have to try and find your place like already it's tough finding your place in an area where you're familiar with people you're familiar with yeah. the environment and culture now imagine you're in a whole new place um you're getting into a different um type of <laughs> stage in your life you're trying to 
assimilate to how they are going to be teaching you and then you're also trying to mm-hmm. make friends and you're trying to strike a balance where you can get everything working in the right way so you know it can really be a it's in the right way yeah it can be strenuous mentally. yeah because I think I think mental health of kids at in university, just in general, COVID aside, it's mm. the pits, dog. Some kids don't even go to university for the reasons people should be going to university. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's a rite of passage. I just have to get and then get a job, I just and try and make something it. out of myself. Move up make something out of myself and kids end up falling into this pressure of um there are those kids who fall into this pressure of i don't care how i'm going to do it i just have to do it so they will literally do anything it takes meaning anything like yeah including you know bribing teachers or you know these university stories you hear around yeah, you know, guys, kids using lecturers. Yeah, all these all different stories. The yeah. All these different stories. Sometimes it comes out of a, a need of a kid who it just comes from a kid who feels the need to do anything, anything it takes. In order to, and then to we move also have these, Yeah. And then we also have these kids that sort of like crumble under the pressure of modern society that who succeed at a very young age you know you hear about these success stories of the bill gates of the mark zuckerberg who dropped out of college at such and such an age or um you you it's not even sometimes it's even someone you know like a friend or a cousin or someone who's even if they're still in university they're sort of like doing something on the side you know that's getting them like and they're actually you yeah. know making real money so like influencers i think currently as far as africa is concerned mm. and maybe botswana and south africa most web influencers most online influencers a good proportion of them are kids my age and slightly above slightly below so basically like 17 to maybe 25 yeah that's, that's where, where most of these influences are yeah yeah and you feel this pressure to yeah maybe i should do something maybe i should start maybe i should start an instagram page doing this i want to be insta famous you know sure it's not tied up to university life but at this age as a university student you feel that constant need to be like that yeah to be like that because it seems like everybody else is doing something extra so you feel like if you're not mm-hmm. you know, doing something along those lines then you're falling behind yeah you are falling behind and i also i also the other thing is there are those kids who are scared of the future um they um, the degree they picked will be sustainable for them in the future they don't know you know this world nowadays it's so fast it's so fast and things so change so spontaneous quickly. such that 
yeah you know back then 10 15 years ago 20 years ago you knew that if you get a degree in engineering you're going to be an engineer for sure for sure yes if you get a degree and in finance you're get a good job with you're going to, and so many different things yeah yeah you know even if your first job is not the best job you're going to end up there nonetheless because you have you have that yeah. you have that certificate or that degree yeah a lot of kids today are under this pressure they don't know what's going to happen after they they graduate you know they don't know how where who's going to hire them yeah the market is congested i've heard of people with engineering degrees like mining engineers chemical engineers sitting at home because there are no jobs man yeah like absolutely no jobs like yeah. so and, and there's some people which i actually you know which i actually know who are sitting with full degrees some even with master's degrees but they are sitting at job at at home and they have to kind of find something on the side to do to keep life moving and then yeah, even on so top of that as these thoughts are rolling through a young person's head Mm-hmm. There is there is this tendency of us keeping these things to ourselves. You get, you know, when your yeah. parent calls you, "How are you doing, my son? How are you doing, my daughter?" I'm then you're okay, like, "No, I'm okay, mom. Everything is good." So then mm-hmm. that means you just keep everything to yourself because you have this fear of what are they going to think if they actually know that I'm not fine? If they actually know that you know things are kind of falling apart for me? Yeah. You get and then oh, so that means all yeah. these things are keeping to yourself and then also maybe you, within that time you haven't managed to make certain friends or maybe mm-hmm. it's in a foreign country where they don't speak english so there's a language yeah. barrier yeah. so you really don't have a person to talk to about these things mm-hmm. you, you don't have a person to vent to and you know yeah. that that can become a factor in which you 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 end up in really dark places in your mind Yeah. I think now that you mention it, yeah, that's that now ties down with like the second part of our podcast, the second thing, the second topic we're talking about which is studying abroad or just basically life away from home. Mm. Uh life outside your own home country. Um I can take an example with my with just the life I've seen this side man, you know. is the new country new language new new everything man new weather and within the first 3 months if all of this is happening too fast for you you're going to feel like your internal mind is just collapsing the, the world is just what you knew or what yeah what once made sense to you or that world that once sort of like made sense even if it's not complete sense it now starts to fade away and you have yeah. to do away with those uh habits traits mentalities that you had back home because they they they, they just don't apply here they just mm. don't apply here for and, example you know, just, just give one example of certain things which you found that you know <clears throat> you had at home certain traits which don't apply now that you're living in Russia i think one thing one i can mention is um which one can i mention i'd say 
Okay, I'll say it's, I'll give a simple one. It's, it doesn't affect my life as a whole, but just me one waking those, up when the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Me waking up according to how the sun rises. Like when the sun rises. Yeah, that's risky. <laughs> yeah, you see, this side it just doesn't work, man. Because the sun um in the summer, the sun rises at like eight AM. 4am and then in the wait, winter what? it's the sun yeah wait the sun rises at 8 no 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 it, the sun rises at like 4 or oh, 4 in the 4 morning wow. yeah around 4 like on a really hot summer day it can rise around half past 3 like yeah. somewhere there and in the winter it can rise around 8 9am so Mm-hmm. It just throws you off your body clock, man. Yeah. It doesn't rise at the same time throughout the year, but like there's a smaller range. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I guess it has to do with the climate, around. anyways. Yeah, it's climate and positioning of the country. So it can throw you off your body clock, you know. Mm. And sometimes it's just you're still trying to look for like someone to talk to or like really someone to sort of like confide in through basically everything inside and you just can't because language or sometimes like you mentioned you need professional help in Mm. terms of like maybe you want to see a counselor psychologist sure your friends can help you but they can only go so far when it comes to mental mental things involving mental health Exactly. And um, what else can I say? I think uh, that that's where kids now start to suffer, where they can't. When, you know, there are no, there's literally no one around you who can give you a type of help. Or advice or whatever it may be. Because sometimes even if you do have like friends, Sometimes, mm-hmm. because of the language barrier, you're not able to actually express yourself effectively. The way you do yeah. And the way you'd want to, you get. So, mm-hmm. uh, also, like I was saying, you might have this, this, this pressure you get. Maybe um, your, your parents have really high hopes for you or your family members at home. Yeah. And, you know... You're, you're so scared that telling them that things are falling apart would really have a negative impact on them because, you know, they have these expectations for you. Very bad one. They have sacrificed so much to mm-hmm. get you into the position that you're in. So, so yeah, many I, of these factors, you know, um, count. And then on top of that, sometimes it seems like we kind of confuse depression for laziness you know Mm -hmm. somebody who just wants to lie in bed all day someone who doesn't want to go outside are like ah this person is lazy what's wrong with you just wake up and start doing stuff you get and you know sometimes it's all these different factors all these different Mm -hmm. pressures that can leave you with a feeling of hopelessness you get of what can i actually do when so many things are not going my way when things are just going south 
yeah when things are just going south like and not just mm-hmm. one thing you get so many different things many like, things and so many different factors because depression doesn't just amount to one situation or one scenario it's usually a culmination of different yeah. situations and then so the people outside will you know yeah. label you as lazy and it really doesn't help mm-hmm. and it's, it seems like we, especially in our African culture, it's a mistake that we tend to make towards young people. Yeah. Just labeling them as lazy, mm-hmm. somebody who should just, you know, wake up and figure them, do something. Figure their life, life out, essentially. When yeah. Actually I think that's another thing. Pressure, figure out everything by the time you're like, 2021 yeah get your life together get your life together and i i I just did a i think i once did like a a research or like just looking back through the generations of life like no one in the history of life had their life totally figured out by the time they were 21 or like as compared to today People expect you to know what kind of dream job you want, what kind of dream house you want. Where basically you like in the next five or ten years. Where you're going to be. I mean, it's so much pressure. It's too much, man. And we forget we basically young adults are not given that opportunity to be just that young adults Hmm. you know they get they graduate from this teenage phase and immediately they're expected to have life yeah thrown into the deep end essentially into one hand yeah Mm. yeah Yeah, i think that's some of the problem that's one of the problems we have where so tell me we don't have that transition yeah where we don't have that transition from Mm -hmm. uh, high school you get and kind of being clueless of what the real world is and um actually getting into it and trying to figure yourself out not just career-wise but as an individual as a human being you get even though you know there there are career guidance um phase and all these Mm -hmm. different things but then those they're still quite behind mm-hmm. when it actually comes to the transition. Because it seems like this career ah, thing is just a one week long thing where they tell you this is what a doctor does and these are the marks, the grades you need. And that's it's not I, even that. It's not even that. You know, I went to a career fair last year. Mm. Last year ladies are a friend of mine i was like yeah sure let's go you know since you're going let me go with you mm-hmm. bro i was shocked when i got there like you know you'd expect people to tell you you know you know this is what careers are about all that yeah. <laughs> it's just a whole university expo bro university just advertising, advertising themselves yeah and our pride our courses and our best courses and why you should do this course? Why this course? 
would work mm. perfectly for you. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, I also remember, I think I also went for yeah, like, yeah. my career fair, was it last year or the year before? I went with Kutlo, the time when Kutlo came to Mau. Yeah, the one in Mau. Yeah, yeah, I went, I to, went to the one in France. Yeah, well, that one was slightly better because it wasn't just universities. There were certain, pro- there were certain mm-hmm. people who were kind of um, telling us certain um, careers that, are, that have not kind of being, been publicized which you know are essential which was pretty pretty good but then i feel like there should be some sort of you know it should be something way more than a week long yeah. kind of presentation or yeah or with it's with the career fairs you have in bots it's like just a few days and that's it you get it should be that should go back an extended period of time so that you kind of get a feel you get of what actually happens and what actually goes on so that you I think it should be a department and trying to find mm-hmm. out whether it suits your lifestyle and it suits where you want to be in the future. I think career guidance is something every school should teach. And career guidance, I'm not talking about careers like medicine and law and engineering, but I mean like help, helping kids nurture themselves to be the best versions of themselves based on the abilities they display yeah with the abilities they portray because sometimes you know it is it's they they tend to generalize of okay you're good at maths seems like you're good at biology you're good at maths physics biology yeah let's make you a doctor that's probably the right career for you you're good at maths and physics let's make you an engineer you know which engineering should i do uh, just choose the one you know with the most jobs and most money. Go for that one. You get and you are just being led and, <laughs> and it's just the blind leading essentially. Money, money, money. Yeah, you are about you are, you are about to ask me a question. I just remembered you are about to ask me a question. Then. Oh yeah, I wanted yeah. to ask you. Well, um, now that we we'll be we are done with our first year of university, both of us, and you've already sucked. Wait, I'm not done. I'm in, my, oh, I'm, in my, I'm in my second semester now. Okay. In your second semester. Okay. Yeah. Give me your first, your first semester experience. Just summarize how your, basically your first experience of uni is. <laughs> okay. Um, where can I start? How would you like summer? Two minutes or less. Okay, in like two minutes, yeah, because otherwise we'll sleep here because I have yeah. stories and stories. Essentially, I think, of course, a lot of it was the whole online thing of me being kind of separated away from my family and kind mm-hmm. of having to do all my schoolwork and all my projects in one room mm-hmm. and trying not to be lazy or not to essentially give up because it's not really a conducive environment but then i can say the first two months two two and a half months when we were on campus it was pretty Mm -hmm. nice man i mean uct is a beautiful place if you're thinking about coming to uct it's a great idea because yeah it's a beautiful place scenic views um we even had an orientation week for international students where they gave us a tour of cape town and they took us to this small town called um, 
Oh, I forgot the name. Never mind. But it's a beautiful. <laughs> yeah. All I remember is that it had like um, European architecture, which really intrigued me. I think I know it. I just don't know the name. When when at the time I traveled to Cape Town, we went through mm-hmm. some towns outside Cape Town, beautiful towns outside Cape Town. Wait, let me try and let me try and Google it. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, while I'm Googling it, let me just kind of narrate how it was in general. Um, so yeah, it's a beautiful place, okay. it's scenic. Um, even though, of course, the, there was an initial shock you get from how much work we're actually going to be getting. Yeah. And then on top of that, trying to, you know, get used to living in a different area getting used to living off campus because I live off campus. So I kind of had to set my timetable in a way that I can get to my lectures on time. And also so that after I'm done, I Mm. don't like move around or walk around at dangerous times during the day. So, you know, finding, finding that balance was a work in progress. And then of course, all of a sudden we had this whole lockdown thing. And it kind of threw COVID in the works. But then I guess it, it was quite interesting. I, I think I grew and I started thinking about things more and thinking about my future, yeah. all these different things. I feel like all of yeah. us have been like that because we've had a lot of time to think and we haven't had as mm-hmm. much distractions as we have usually in our normal lives because of this whole having to stay in no, no more mm-hmm. that's true i think for me i've basically experienced the same stuff you've experienced mm-hmm. but i think what i could add on was um i think there was a phase of anxiety when i first came mm. just the anxiety of being in a new place the anxiety of wondering if you made the right choice of leaving home. That's one thing that we overlook when we come abroad. They think, ah, once you come abroad, mm. everything will be fine when you come back. But like they, I don't know if it's just me, but I thought of it, I'm like, what if I'm leaving the best schools or maybe the best life at home? And coming here to the pits of the pits, the gates of hell. Yeah, because and I in the flesh. Uh, uh, all, all the things, yeah. some of these things yeah. which they tell us, they're just ideas of what the place is like from an outsider's perspective. Yeah, and it might not be. Uh, and you know, they don't. They don't tell you. They don't. Mm-hmm. What we're not told is that university kids decide you know outside home. Mm. they think about a lot of things they think about being away from home what would happen if something happens and you're not home what would happen to you yeah uh, since you're so far away from home when something happens you are actually yeah yeah you know some of us have never been sick away from family i have but i mean like just just people people in general some people haven't been to the hospital alone ever in their lives and you know, mm. and, and then it, it happens the one time it happens on top it of happens the when you're not at home. You know, 
yeah and it can spark like a uh a mental side effect on top of the already problem you have mm. yeah because sometimes you already have initial issues with yourself and then mm-hmm. the, the stress you get from moving because you know human mm-hmm. beings in general we are about that comfort life we get so moving out of a certain area is kind of like yeah, we, comfort zone so of course it's going to kind of mess with you in a way mm-hmm. i would understand where anxiety would come into place and some people you know unfortunately might end up having panic panic attacks and um you know so many of these um issues that you know come hand in hand with mental health and it's yeah. unfortunate really but then i feel like we shouldn't underestimate the power of getting professional help and of speaking to an actual psychologist or an actual therapist because you know as, mm-hmm. as much as we think i can just speak to my friends or my family members why do i really need a psychologist you know sometimes um even with it is good of course to be open and transparent with your family and friends that's very important it's in, it's essential when it comes really? to being a person because we are social beings but then we should also you know go and seek professional help because these people you know went to school to study the mind how it works and how, how it works and how they can help other people and how they can help other people you get so we shouldn't underestimate the power of getting professional help because it can really work wonders for you something that you might have been struggling with for years you know it's something that you mm-hmm. might be you might be able to address in a few months with with professional help but then if you don't address it with professional yeah. help it's something that might stick with you for the rest of your life and you know might affect yeah. people around you unfortunately very much very 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 nah. <laughs> but <laughs> I wanted to ask something as well like you know since we're touching the topic of leaving this is the first time I experienced it but like I wanted to ask you this isn't the first time you've lived outside your home country because you live in Botswana right Yeah I live so, in Botswana yeah but then yeah kind of not my home country in a way because I'm not a citizen. Yeah, it's home but yeah, you see, but it's like, like home number how, <laughs> how would you describe that feeling, that life in Bots? Like as a foreigner, as a student and just being home, being being away from home but living in Bots. Oh, that's interesting. Um actually I came I, my my mom and I and i think my sister at the time because my dad at that point in time when we moved to botswana he was in south africa so mm-hmm. at the time when we moved you know i was looking excited i was like new place you know new school yeah new people is it a nice school is it fancy you know it's botswana because at the time this was at a time when things started kind of getting hard in zimbabwe 
I think this was in 2009. Is it? Yeah, in 2009. That's when we moved to Botswana. So we were like, you know, moving to a better place, a more a place where we would be comfortable when it comes to lifestyle and all that. Kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. And I got fortunately, you know, I got into a really nice school, nice people overall, mm-hmm. and it was. It it was I was quite welcomed because it was an international school as well. You know, people from oh, yeah. parts of the world, different cultures, and yeah. I kind of felt at home because I feel like maybe if I had gone to uh, a school where maybe the nineteen percent plus people were Botswana, then maybe yeah. I might not have assimilated as well mm, as I yeah. did especially yeah. at that age. Uh, there might have been a point maybe where I would have felt alienated because I'm the only foreign guy maybe in the class or something like that. But when I moved, it was good in the fact that there were so many of us from so many different parts of the world. So it was way easier, easier to kind mm-hmm. of get in with the school culture and all that. So it was, I always mm-hmm. liked those respects. So basically, like, um, you've never felt alienated in any kind of way when you were still new? No, not really. Like I said, because, like, there are so many kids from so many different places. Mm -hmm. So essentially, the majority of people are foreigners, you get. So so it was easy to assimilate because we had that in common, you get. Because it was an international school. Then, of course, I moved, yeah. we moved a year later in 2010. Then we moved to Maum. Uh, oh, yeah. And I started Maum. to Delta Waters, where, of course, it was um, now a higher percentage of Matwana and stuff. But then also, I'm likely because <laughs> I, I, I kind of arrived there at a young age. I was in Standard 5. And I had already been used to like the bots culture because it's not like, even though I was at an international school. It's not like I didn't have any encounters with local people. So I'm guessing it was kind of more comfortable in that, and it was easier for me to find all that. Yeah. And even through high school, since I was at that school for a really long time, it wasn't really, I didn't really face any difficulties. Basically, I didn't feel all your time there. Ah, bro, I was a Delta veteran because <laughs> I was there from like standard five <laughs> till form five. You get. Then I came to JMS. Yay! So, so I, pre- I, I, I sent. I spent like seven years at Delta Waters, if my calcul, if my calculations are correct, from standard five to form five. Seven, seven years in one. School. I think the only, the only school I've spent the whole duration. Like the whole duration the school offers is yeah. high school in Eastern Gate, and which is just four years. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, no school knows me as a veteran. As a veteran, ah, oh, bruh. Like, I was in day one. Yeah. I think there was a certain point in time. Standard one, I was in one school. Yeah. There was a point in time when it was just me and this other girl who had been at Delta since primary school. You get. So we, we were boss like that. <laughs> from reception. 
Big up to those guys, man. Yo, from nah, I don't think I'd be able to manage that <laughs> too much. I think when we were finishing, when we were finishing from six, mm-hmm. there was like how many people from there since reception? Two or three, three or four. Sir, wait, is Nigel one Nigel. of them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, was... I mean in our class, in our class. Oh, in our wait, who? Um. I think at Shire preschool. Um, at Shire Tonima, maybe Chats. Redwan, Redwan, Redwan. Yeah, around those four people, four or five people. Mana. Wow, bro. But then I feel like it's not those as bad as being there because, like, also there's a lot of circulations of people transferring and new people coming in. You get so essentially, it's kind of almost like you're not in the same school. But Mitch, no, you feel it. Tell me you don't feel it. <laughs> Tell me you feel it. I d- I didn't really. I felt because the was, four was, years. I felt but then the school, the thing is, Delta was late. You get so I didn't really mind. Ah yeah, you see, <laughs> the four years I spent in Eastern Gate. By the time I was in the fourth year, I was like, yeah, no, it's time yeah, to go. <laughs> Yeah, no, James, it's enough. Let's you know, wrap up this you know party. TV meme. <laughs> ah, bruh. I felt like I knew every corner, even corners I shouldn't know. Yeah, like, I'm uh, like, how about these guys who've been in like one school since? Could basically reception. They did reception there. They wrote P. AS in that school. Upper six in that six, school. In that school, everything. Ah, James. You know that you're an OG when you now know the school secrets. <laughs> Dude, you've sat in the same hall for all examinations. Hey, you know all the gossip, you know everything. I like, ah, uh-huh. I think it's time to move on when it's like that. But I yeah. feel like one so one one thing which is yeah. tough of being an expatriate, especially I can't speak for other countries, but like being from Zim, you know what's wrong? <laughs> Those no. Are you okay? It's fireworks, dog. Like, fireworks, day boys. is it today? These people celebrate things every day, dog. They're celebrating the Champions League final, my G. <laughs> Before it even starts. <laughs> and look at, listen to me exposing what day it is. <laughs> Exposing you, because if, can I, if, if this comes out really late, they will know, Raha, this guy took forever. <laughs> this guy took forever to upload. But as I was saying, one thing which is difficult about... I'll have to upload it tomorrow. You know what? I'll have to upload it tomorrow. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, continue. Yeah. One thing about... About, One um, thing which is difficult about being an expatriate in, in a certain country, and I can't speak for like other countries, but since me coming from Zim, you get where it's really tough, man. Mm-hmm. Like, even at this point in time, yeah, especially, man. you know, with the, with the recent um, killings that have been happening, people being tortured, and so many of these heinous crimes being committed upon people. Like, it really opens your eyes and it puts so much pressure because Right now, if I get an FD, you get a QCT. 
Then it wraps. My, yeah. permit, my permit is done. I, I have no reason to be in South Africa. And remember, I can't use my permit to live in bots anymore. So I have to go straight back to Zeb. Hey, guys, you see what this guy is doing to me? He's just ghosting me. Just moving out, nonchalantly. And this is the emotional abuse. Dude, from there are fireworks everywhere. No, like, okay, <laughs> this will be our ad break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're back after a series of explosions, not explosions, <laughs> fireworks. Yeah, ne? Packs of living in Russia. Today is a Russian holiday. Today is a Russian holiday. Not a Russian holiday, it's a state holiday, so... I didn't know about it, but now I just found out about it. So it was cool, man. It was cool seeing people watch fireworks. Shame on you. Don't even know public holidays in Russia. Hey, Baba, it's not on the calendar. And usually, and usually my teacher sends me messages like, you know, today this is happening, stuff like that. On the, on the school group. Ah, you know, Rio, your university is interactive when you're speaking to your lecturers. No, well, now on our campuses, these guys are celebrities. <laughs> well, now you, you have to beg for their time. They have appointment hours. <laughs> and then here, you guys are busy exchanging messages. No, I, I understand at school, like when I start first year, it's going to be the case. Like there are some lecturers who are going to behave like that. Yeah, so they're feeding you. Yeah, no, but like we call it part practice. Right? It stands for um, preparatory faculty. I basically. Oh, so essentially, is it's for a foundation year, something like that. Yes, foundation, yeah. To me, it was like A-levels, but with Google Translate. With Google Translate. Ah, this side, for, for, but then I can kind of relate. Even this side, it was like A-levels, but with five subjects and extra topics. Every And everything con condensed into a semester. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it was mad. Anyways, what was I talking about? Well, I was talking about... Um, for for being a Zim guy, alone, like in the in the diaspora, it's hard. Mm -hmm. You get, because you have this pressure of right now. If some, mm -hmm. not even if 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 you get an FD, if something happens to your parents, you get. It's over. It's over. Like if something happens right now, back to Zim, you get. So it's really rough. Now imagine it's rough for us guys in the diaspora. Now imagine for guys who are actually in Zim. Because for, for a lot of them, the major universities, they haven't opened since the whole lockdown thing started. And for some people, they will have to restart this year. Yeah. In the beginning, you know, amongst beginning. all the killings, which yeah. are happenings and the fear for your life. There's that you have to worry yes, about. So it's a rough time. So guys, just just pray for them, guys. Like it's 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 it's, it's, it's a difficult time right now. So yeah. Anyways, 
So um, along the lines along the lines of mental health, how has like being alone and solitude and kind of being away physically from your loved ones, especially during such a random time where crazy things are happening all over the world? How has it been for you? I didn't expect to turn out like this, eh? Because mm -hmm. of like coronavirus and all. But I think also, even aside from coronavirus, I didn't expect it to turn out like this. Yeah. It's different, man. One thing I, I'm very thankful for is the, the generation of technology I'm living in today. I don't need to struggle to talk to my mom. I don't need to struggle to talk to my brother and sister and my dad. Yeah. Or anyone, in fact, I want to talk to. So... Mm kind of reminds me of the play we did in united kingdom oh like yeah how 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 was it being serenity exactly. at that point in time where that, you have to write letters which take months to arrive and months for you to actually get a response that's if it arrives <laughs> or if you want to send like a very urgent message you'd have to use like a telegram which was like super super expensive expensive yeah yeah you pay per letter or something like that like per letter like per letter of the alphabet so. <laughs> not even per word per letter wow and, uh, that's all the solitude life when it started it starts off strange it starts off weird it starts off you feel like yeah eh? adulting and life outside life outside this life away from home <clears throat> you feel like yeah the days you feel like you are very you're making good steps into progressing as you feel like hey brother nothing is working out it's just the pits yeah and also on that it's also catalyzed by you know the constant intake of all these covid news and also mm -hmm. many of these bad things that are happening around the world and you know it, it, it really i stopped watching COVID COVID you started you stopped watching COVID news and stopped and now here the most of the COVID news i hear from like hey, we found a vaccine oh hey this country is beating over yeah that's all i watch that's all i see on social media but like me googling COVID statistics won't won't do you any favors. That's not good for you to it won't do you any favors in in progressing. And also what one thing I'm trying to I'm not saying I'm trying to stop, but like there's a lot of bad news out there, man. Yeah. A lot of that there's this quote by Will Smith where he said racism is not getting worse, it's just getting filmed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the case with basically everything bad that's been happening in society. It's not getting worse. It's just getting filmed. It's just getting and because we're most 
yeah, because most of us are now in quarantine and we're home and all of that. There's a lot of time people have at hand and a lot is about everything that's happening around the world. And as an individual, there are days you just feel overwhelmed and you feel like, what the hell can I do when all this is happening at once? Like you heard of Beirut, you heard of um, this whole pedophilia, this whole pedophilia thing that's been going around. Mm. You hear of. You know, I'm surprised that the whole pedophilia uh, movement, the whole Save Our Children movement, only started now. To be honest. Yes. Oh, actually, it hasn't started now, but it it's seems like something that's just on and off. It goes on and off, like you know, sometimes people yeah. give it attention and then they kind of ignore it. It seems like that's that how the world a lot works. of these movements. That's how like all these the, movements Like are. at first, the Black Lives Matter movement, it seemed like it only lasted for like two to three weeks. And then it Which stopped. Which it did. And then the Zim Lives Matter movement, two to three weeks. Two to three weeks, and then it stopped. And then now it's completely forgotten. And then now we have this whole thing like, Sometimes you ask yourself, how long is it actually see, going to last? And are we actually going to get any real solutions? Yeah. Any, yeah, I ask myself those questions, especially when you live alone. Then you ask yourself, knowing this information or knowing this trend of something going on for two to three weeks and it stops, what can I as an individual do to make some real change? Mm-hmm make a real mark i mean of course it makes you feel good to post about it and to feel like you know Mm -hmm. you are sharing awareness it makes you feel good it makes you look good and sometimes of course you will be having pure intentions behind but i figured Mm -hmm. out that most of the time the best way to go about these things is to actually act it, action is the best way forward because there are so many yeah, organizations man. who are hands-on going into these places <laughs> south america the philippines thailand they are going into so many of these areas to 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 save these children to get them away from the people enslaving mm-hmm. them and trafficking them you get just as there are also yeah. organizations when it comes to the zim lives matter movement who are trying to you know get help and get petitions to send to international organizations and to the world government as they are mm-hmm. organizations for the black lives matter movement we mm-hmm. can all do something we can so we can all contribute and no. make actual tangible support you get but then we we'll find mm-hmm. ourselves quite reluctant to do so action is always the best way forward our Called. We feel once we've posted on social media, you know, that's it. We've done. We've, we've done, done enough. enough. And yeah, I think that's one thing. Also, as I was thinking about the Zim Lives Matter movement, uh, when I was thinking about this podcast, I was like, I'm all the way here. Let's say it was Botswana Lives Matter just just a thought how how was i as a 
as a guy living in Russia, what was I going to do? Mm. What could I have possibly you know, done besides posting on social media, besides writing endless hate, not hate, endless rants on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? What can I do? Mm. That's, that, 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 that's just what I ask myself. And did you come to a conclusion? Um, yeah, I mean, I do come to a conclusion sometimes. <clears throat> like, yeah, like you mentioned, sometimes it's more about, you know, sometimes you just donate to these organizations that are doing the best they can to not only create awareness, but to end what's happening. <clears throat> Just be that voice on social media. You may not know who you'd be reaching out to. Sure. You could reach out to someone who's, who's, um, who can do something. <clears throat> and yeah, sometimes I'm stuck. Sometimes I'm just stuck. Like, yeah, ne? it's tough actually. It really is rough. Because some of these things, just, as much as we might do it, we might be doing certain things, even though we might actually you know, be initiating mm-hmm. action. Sometimes it might feel like you're just cutting down the mm-hmm. leaves and branches and not actually getting to the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's always yeah. something difficult, yeah. especially when it comes to That's these what I was thinking issues. Of as well. Yeah, when I, when it's a, if you notice something is a global issue, that means it's been going on for too long. If the whole world is complaining about something, Mm. It means it's been going on for long enough. <clears throat> yeah. Like the whole Black Lives Matter movement. The fact that the whole world is now complaining, it means it's been going on for too need to develop a solution that doesn't hack at the leaves. Like, basically, these things of arresting cops, that sort of like, these cops that abuse black black people mm-hmm. or any sort of race of course thing. they do deserve this but then mm-hmm. but we, we shouldn't should stop there. there we should sort of like look at the root cause of the problem mm. i think we've talked about black lives matter for like too long extensively now so let me try and think about something else for once let's say Let's just use the current situation we have right now. Mm. Pedophilia. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about it. Like, I don't know the details about it. I just know that it's wrong. Mm. Kids, I mean, adults should not be sleeping with children. Listen, at all. the thing with pedophilia, like, from what I've realized, mm-hmm. it seems, okay, no, you know what? Just carry on. Go get to your conclusion, then I'll expand. Okay. Let me finish up. But I was saying, like, we should, as a people, yeah, no, these pedophiles, they deserve the measure of justice, which is appropriate for them. Mm-hmm. But we should also look back and take a step back and see what the root cause is. Is it the men? Is there something wrong we're doing with, uh, with men? And if so, should we, how should we adjust it? Is there something 
you know how let me think think about it this way when there's a car accident mm. or basically yeah when a certain type of brand and make of a car has goes into many car accidents that company calls back those cars yeah let me not even talk about cars you remember that samsung incident when the note 7 was just exploding was just exploding on people yeah 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 samsung called back the note 7s now calling back the note 7s was preventing them from hurting more people but they didn't just stop there Hmm. they looked into the phone itself and did a proper diagnosis and analyzed situation and fixed it and they released the note 8 which became more successful than the previous note 7 the note 6 no there were no and because of that just that two those two things calling it back and analyzing they were able to make a better product which we should be doing as human beings applying it to a human in a to a humanitarian way we should call we should serve justice as it is but we should also be able to analyze the situation and right right this is the root cause causing and this is this is how we're going to address it this is how we're going to address it because if we keep on just doing the first thing calling back calling back calling back calling back calling back we're going to end up with nothing Mm. we're going to end up you know basically if we keep on um let me put it in a real and uh, actual sense. If we keep on just jailing, jailing, jailing all these pedophiles, jailing these pedophiles, putting them in jail, letting them rot in jail. One, prisons are going to get full. Two, these pedophiles in the first place. And it's just gonna be a continuous cycle. Pedophile, jail, pedophile, jail, pedophile. And if this continues, we might eventually even run out of men. Yeah, because it's something, of course, that's becoming prevalent as time goes on. You know, it's something that mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. people are trying to normalize. You know, some people are trying to normalize yeah. pedophilia. Which, which in, in itself is a vile just thought weird. you get, which is just weird. That was just... But for some people, it's, it's yeah, a man, like, thing. You see, I feel like this this yeah, whole yeah, thing is it's 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 rooted to be honest, in my opinion. Okay, I'm I'm not saying I'm a mm-hmm. I'm a professional at this, but I think it's all Me rooted too, in, in pornography, man. Do you know why? Yeah, I think that yeah, that, because that may be another cause. Not just another cause, it might be the root cause you get. Because yeah. I mean like now let you, me say it may Yeah, you're saying? But I'd say it may be one of the root causes, like one of the major root causes. Yeah, I feel like it, 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 it's one of the major root causes for all these mm-hmm. these, these sexual crimes that are being mm-hmm. com- committed, be it rape, 
be it I believe so as well. So many of these terrible things you get. Yeah. Because I feel like with pornography, yeah. especially you realize that pornography is exposed to people from such a young age. So your mm -hmm. mind is developing, is growing up with pornography. And as you become desensitized to it, the more you watch it, then the more you're going to look for something <laughs> more that makes you feel a certain way. That's how you're going to, you end up in these doors of watching rape porn or watching child pornography, looking for it on the dark web. You know, because you're looking for something. Give us something free. Because as I said, as we all know, sex is like a drug. Mm -hmm. And when you get that first hit, it's probably, you're going to feel a certain way. You're going to be like, wow, what is this? That's how porn is. So you're always going to be chasing that high, mm -hmm. that, that, that excitement you get. And then maybe you, know, you are no longer going to um, find that high in the regular porn. You're going to look for something that gives you more of a shock effect. And I feel Bigger like... Short. And, yeah, and I feel yeah. like that now becomes part of your identity. And that's how people, you know, mm -hmm. end up pedophiles, that's how people end up as rapists, you know, as one of the facts. Yeah. Because um, sex right. is being perfected like, to such an extent mm -hmm. that now it's a free-for-all, anything goes, you know, just Ooh. for me, to, just for me to, 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 to get that feeling that I got the first time I watched porn, of which that feeling will probably never come back again, but you keep on chasing it. Yeah. Keep on looking for it at whatever cost it brings. At whatever cost. And now that I think more about that, now that you brought that up, porn, in my view, is designed as a, it's designed more for the man, more, the, for, more for the male. Just look at porn in general. Look at all that. Look at where it first started. I'd say it first started with these Playboy magazines. and yeah, Or maybe like even that. before that. I think actually it probably started maybe. way before, like in the Roman Empire. Where we... Where no, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's... Yeah, yeah, right there. But I mean, like, let's just say contemporary, contemporary stuff. It goes way I back. I once read the Wikipedia on it. It goes way back, dog. You see, it, of course, originally it was designed, but that doesn't mean it doesn't affect ladies as well because, you know, ladies, yeah, are, yeah, yeah. there's so much pressure on how you look. And now, you know, they might now be looking look at how, yeah, and already now they might be looking at how can, can you, I, you know, please my guy during sexual intercourse? How can I make things more spicy in the bedroom? And then you start looking at porn. And then they want, and then maybe it, and not just mm -hmm. tutorials. Maybe just watching porn. And then maybe the we might not know this, but there might be something also in there for women that might mm -hmm. get them hooked. You get. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because of course, like, they're just going, look at they're think going about to find, they're going to the find ways categories, man. They're going no, like they're going to find ways in which to get as much of an audience as possible. So they're also going to try and attract women. You get. Mm -hmm. So maybe as time has gone by, that's true. There, there, there might be mm -hmm. certain um, types of pornography which get to hook women. You get, and now it has become so much of a pandemic mm -hmm. that it affects the way people think. 
the way people think has now been yeah man it shapes how it shapes how people see relationships love sex money finances even even businesses even how you see other people be it a relationship be it a romantic relationship yeah man not you get that or even it's a platonic relationship yeah or even corners yeah it has low like yeah, it. i think mm-hmm. you see it it, it, goes, it, it, goes, it, it goes into a bottomless yeah. pit it's like a black hole you get mm-hmm. so that's how so many of these man. things spiral out of control that's 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 just my mm-hmm. feeling and yeah. on you know all these sexual crimes being i feel like it's all rooted in porn in them wanting to attract as much of an audience as possible and to get you to 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 watch as much of it as possible and what that does is desensitize it desensitizes yourself yeah to please yourself and now it desensitizes mm-hmm. to probably even yeah. when you get married to desensitize you to regular sex you get that you would have within your marriage yeah. mm-hmm. and probably won't feel the way it was supposed to originally feel because now it's yeah. just a commodity you can just go on your phone and access it easy access you can and, and it probably comes with so much baggage that we might not think of yeah. so it really gets deep yeah. and yeah you've given me a new idea for the next podcast yeah man be hey we're out here man fountain okay i just wrote it down so i don't forget but but yeah of course going back to the main point um we should always try mm-hmm. to be more of action people than just speaking about yeah. things, tweeting and posting about things you know although those things are important because those are that, that's a way to raise awareness of, you know some things which people which might not have been brought to people's attention initially very true of course distribution is really powerful but let's not yeah. stop there definitely let's also people of action and people who actually want to see change and people De- who are until they see that change mm-hmm. so yeah that's true well yeah man i think we've touched much I don't know if we've touched much but we've touched we've touched a bit on a lot i think <laughs> we can call it we've touched a bit on a lot wow we can call it a night yeah i think we touched on important Prepare. things and of course we saved some things for the next episode as well you know out here trying to strain yeah and squeeze as much content as we can yeah? trying to optimize yeah <laughs> yeah that's true now you're giving me another idea for another, for the next episode after the next one well i don't even know what did i even say <laughs> no don't worry oh yeah by the way the 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 the, the, the place is called simon's town the place the, the the place i was talking about the small town which they took us to i don't know whether it's the place where you went to i should go 
it's in east it's in western cape it's still in western yeah cape. yeah yeah it's still in western cape it's like probably like 30 kilometers or 20 kilometers outside of cape town that cape town cape town kind of and it has many little small towns outside like agalas cape agalas is so far from cape town yeah that's um, I don't, but it's still considered surrounding areas <laughs> Yeah, I still consider surrounding areas. Stellenbosch is not. Yeah. Stellenbosch, I guess some people yeah. consider it around like surrounding areas, but it's far, man. It's like 50, 60 k's. It's far. Uh, it's it's like part of the Cape Town municipality, but yeah. it's not part of Cape Town. Yeah, it's not part of Cape Town. It's just it's just ish. Which yeah. which place can I? It's like Rikops, eh? Or Ramosa. Rikops and what? And Sibor. And, and Gap. Hmm? I mean, and, wait, not Rikops. Not Rikops. Ramosa. Yeah. Or, or Molepolule when it comes to Gaps. I'd say. Not even Molepolule. Muchudi. Or Muchudi. Mm. Yeah. Muchudi is actually Muchudi. part of the. Kaburuni municipality, isn't it? Smart, smart. It's not independent. Smart. Yeah, it's far. That's that's where I live. Which I live not in twenty. Twenty. Wait, what's the mm. closest place to Gabs that you can think of, like by the A one? Mukoditsan is not part of Gabs. Never mind. Kopong. 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 No, I like like, for, like from Francis Town to Gabs. One. From um, Frontstown to Gabs, the closest place to Gabs. Okay, it's not Parks. Parks is part of Gabs. Gino is part of Gabs. Uh, yeah, it's. Is it? Is, um, it, is that the name of the place? Od. Od. Yes, I was about to say that. Od. Od is right behind Parks. Yeah, like right. after Parks. Hey, can I have go like that one? <laughs> What he was where Bust was supposed to be, like first, 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 first ideas. It wasn't supposed to be in Palapi. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be in Palapi. Then I forgot that happened, and then they're like, ah, let's just move this item to Palapi. Palapi is just supposed to be a branch. Mm -hmm. So Odi, the 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 the, the, the Bust headquarters was actually supposed to be in Odi, but that's a, that's a strange place. Yeah, yeah. a ma major university though. Thing is, like, it was supposed to be like within the periphery of Gabs, yeah, because it's close. Gabs. Like it's but close. but in Gabs itself, there was no space, space for yeah. assigning a big university like Bust. Yeah, because Odi it looks like it's, David, it's just yeah. it's just plot hell. Yeah, but I think the space they found was huge. I haven't seen it myself, but I think it was huge. So speaking of Odi. There's this other time I, I mistook one of the uh, traffic lights by OD as the traffic lights by Parks because I was yeah. supposed to stop at Parks. I was coming from Francis. Was it from Francis? Uh, or from Mau? And then I dropped by OD. Then I was like, then I started walking because I was like, okay, because I was going to G North, you get. Then I started walking and then I was like, no, this place doesn't look familiar at all. This filling station was never close to G North. And I spent like almost 30 minutes going up and down, 
trying to familiarize. Then I saw the sign. It was written OD. I'm like, late. Then I had to take a coffee ah. from Zuki. And I had, suit, I, had, I had a suitcase, a big one. <laughs> so I had to take, I had to take a coffee from OD to, to Pakalani. Again, that was like an extra 12 bucks. Ah. Like, so I felt so dumb. <laughs> Imagine. Don't worry, man. It happens. It always it's happened bad. to me as well. Not something, mm-hmm. not like that. Not to that not extent. Like, yeah, I once got to know. Not like that. I once, I was like I once 10 kilometers off. <laughs> nah, when are you were off, Baba? Me, it was like one or two. But it was so similar, though. It was like eerie, eerily similar. Mm-hmm. I think probably like I was daydreaming, then I saw it, then I'm like, oh, snap. I'm already at parks. I didn't anticipate this. Then I then I told the bus guy to stop to drop me. Really in Russia. Huh? I once got off two stops earlier. Hey man, I was proud of. And it was in winter. Yay! And it was snowing. And I was new, so I didn't know the way. But so luckily nah. I met this other Russian guy. He's like, no, don't let's go. I'll show you the way. Shame. He noticed I got off in the wrong stop because he's like, he just it's like he just knew. Mm. Africans don't get off this dog. Yeah, you <laughs> are really you yeah. are literally you 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 yeah no you are not supposed to be here mm-hmm. because for me I literally yeah. went to the service station. I was like, which way is G North? Then they pointed. You get because I thought or maybe you know mm. I had forgotten because I hadn't like mm. walked for a long time. I hadn't been I didn't yeah. walk by that stop for a long time. Usually when I got to Gabs, I'd get picked. From the rank, so I didn't yeah. go to that place for a long time. So I thought maybe I just forgot. Then I was like, and then I asked them. Then they're like that direction. Then I went in that direction. No sign of because there's usually like a post sign which shows that okay, G North, you get. Because they remove that sign, though. No, there's a certain. Okay. I don't know whether it's Eagles Academy or yeah. what. I think it's Eagles Academy. Oh, that yes, that one, yes. But like, just tell her a sign saying G North. Oh yeah, there's, North there's North. no, there's yeah. I think it's Eagles Academy the sign because the it's stop I wanted to make of... is, do you know the the stop right mm. before the the Pakalani turn off stop? There's another, there's another. Yeah, I know the stop. Yeah, there's another stop which is probably like several hundred meters away. So mm-hmm. it looks I know that stop. It, it looks very similar to the stop in OD. Mm. Because then, the stop I think goes to I think BDF Glen Valley. Yeah. I know that stop. Mm. Anyways, let's call it a day. Yeah, please do do the outro. I I figured that I would have to write something down to actually make a sense <laughs> for outro. So just do the outro okay. and see everything. It's been an amazing show. Thank you for tuning in with us. For once, we had a podcast under two hours, under one hour, 50 minutes, maybe even under one hour, 30 minutes. So, yeah, man, we're getting better at this and trying to condense up our content so that you don't complain. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, oh, hey, we don't hey, have data. Don't have, yeah. So yeah, yeah, um, salty. Yeah, salty. In the in those few short words, please subscribe. Don't forget to comment. 
comment on whatever you enjoyed and, and share. Uh, share to your friends, share to your family. If you have opposing thoughts, man, be, be free to oppose. This yeah. is a free society. This is a free place. We're welcome just be, because we we're haven't welcome, been getting any be comments. We'll actually be happy. <laughs> yeah. Just be respectful. Like finally feedback. So, um, feedback, you see. So we'll catch you on the next one. This is me, Masim. Uh, yeah, me, Chinochanda Masimba Togara, and that's been the Soul Engineer. We'll see you guys in a bit, and peace.